The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Friday, October 9th, and Week 5 is underway. This is one of the two signature shows for the CBS, for the Pick 6 Podcast. We do the best bets. Some could say this is the signature show. One of my favorite shows to do. You learn a lot talking best bets with Pete Prisco. Oh, this is the uh, the White and Tan show. I forgot. Pete Prisco and R.J. White and Kenny White, uh, fellas. What's going on, Pete? I I didn't have a winning week last week, mm. but I won a bad week, three three and one. You went three really three and one. Won. Kenny led the way, four two and one. Kenny went back and started. I think you hammered a bunch of. You did. You either hammer a bunch of overs. You go uh, big dogs. I can't remember <laughs> something. I don't you didn't remember. Did. I don't remember what I had for lunch. <laughs> well, he had ball. He had Baltimore, but but so he got a win because our number was at thirteen. But by the time that game kicked off, he didn't get a win. No, you know what? Because yes, yes. uh, RJ and I talked about it after you left because we were recapping it. It was like all Kenny's all Kenny's picks were like road favorites and gigantic favorites. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like that is very not Kenny. No, but, like you, you you read it right, and uh, it's a good call. Four two and one disaster struck. For myself and RJ, one and four for me. I took unders. What am I doing? Pete's telling me over, 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 and I'm banging unders. And RJ, one and six. Terrible. RJ, what's the matter? Yeah, this happens once a year. You know, you just misread everything. So that's when you recalibrate, you know, challenge all your assumptions, go back through the data. And uh, that's what I did. And so I, I kind of moved some teams up that, that I had been hesitant to. I think for real, I moved some other teams down. So. If I'm not mistaken, your only win was a teaser. My only win was a teaser. Got to love those teasers. Um, by the way, shout out. I'm having a uh, sip. It's recording this at five o'clock. On, you're listening on Friday. We recorded this five o'clock on a Thursday. It's uh, time for a little it's, uh, five o'clock somewhere, Pete. I'm having a coastal love hazy IPA for my friends at Wicked Weed Brewing. Who sent, a, sent me a nice little care package podcast. One of the guys who sent it's a podcast listener. Thank you, uh, Wicked Weeds in Asheville. But you guys in Florida, I don't know about Vegas, but Florida, I think you can get Wicked Weeds. So check it out. Great stouts. Well, why don't they send it to us then, too? Uh, they knew that you don't like that fur fur stuff. No, I don't. <laughs> Sorry. Don't send uh, it to me. Overall records for the season. Pete, a scorching hot 16, 7 and 1. I'm 13 and 7. Kenny, 9, 6 and 1. RJ, 13 and 15. I'm not worried though, RJ. You are RJ going. will turn it around. We know he will. You See, are I expected, I expected myself to have RJ's week last week. I really did. I thought I was going totally rotten. This is your year, Pete. We, we've been saying it. Pandemic yeah, Pete. 2020. We should have seen this coming. Just tail. I'm like, the, I'm like, I'm like a plague just in life. And so <laughs> this is my year, right? Pandemic Pete. Pandemic Pete. Again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start. We're actually going to go. Uh, we're starting a surprising spot, but we are going to start on Monday night. The Chargers at the Saints with an asterisk next to at Saints because it's possible this game could be moved to Indianapolis. Uh, depending on what happens with, uh, the hurricane, uh, what's the, uh, what's the name of it? Delta. They've, they've, they ran out of uh, people names. So they're going to like code names now. Hurricane Delta. Well, they've uh, had, it's actually the fourth one. If you go A, B, C, D is the fourth one that they've oh, had. Right, they ran out a while ago. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is there a second time through Pete? Yeah. yeah no kidding. <laughs> um, anyway, 
Hurricane Delta, I'm just trying to be facts straight, uh, could move Chargers at Saints to Indianapolis. but doesn't sound like it now, though. Okay, so like going, I don't know. That, does, going that west. Change, does that yeah, change, change the line? A little bit. How much does that change the line? Two points? Not changing uh, any. Yeah. It'll I, move I, it, I, all, right? it, it would probably drop to seven, I would say, at least. But okay. um, but it's probably not going much further than that because okay. we we've seen home field hasn't been much of a factor so far this year. I think, what was it, last week? The road teams went. I, you know, Kenny would know better than me because uh, he cleaned up on those road teams. But they went like 12-4 and four or 11-4 and four or something like that. Yeah. Um. Okay, so Saints minus seven and a half. The over under is fifty. And Pete, it's a Chargers game. Got to go. Uh, Got to look at. Got to look to you because Justin Herbert is the starter for the rest of the season. Not that anybody's surprised, but he played well enough to steal the job from Tyrod Taylor and just puncture. Yeah, dunk. if he had played crappy in any one of those games, really crappy, he wouldn't be the starter. But he's played well, and he was really good last week, except for the late interception, the one where you sent me the text uh, <laughs> late in the game. But uh, I, I think he's going to play well here, too. I, I think the Saints defense stinks. I'll be honest with you. I don't think they're very good right now. And so I do think that they'll stay in the game. Uh, I think it's going to be a track meet. I think the Saints will score, too. I think it's going to go up and down the field. A lot of points. But if you're going to give me that many points, just like last week, I was all over the Chargers. I'm going to stay on the Chargers, uh, and I'm going to stay on the over. I think the Saints offense is starting to come together. It's managed to be solid without Thomas, but it's, it's getting better now. Um, I think that you saw that the Saints defense is bad. I think that Chargers defense is starting to fall apart. Maybe the injuries are taking a toll. It seems like they lose a key player every week. Um, Herbert's out at performing expectations for sure, but this is his first primetime game. And this is, that's a, that's a big difference. You know, you're on national TV here. And I think that that might change his preparation a little. You know, it's just something that he hasn't experienced so far as a pro. So we'll see how that goes. Um, New Orleans, the efficiency numbers are better defensively than what we, our eye test. So it doesn't, they're not, they're failing the eye test for sure, but they're the, the numbers make me think that they might turn it around. I think they're going to win this game. I think the line's about right at seven and a half. So I don't want to take it at seven and a half. So we talked about me hit it. I hit a teaser last week. That was the only thing I hit. I'm going to make the saints part of my teaser, tease them down to one and a half. And I think that's a, a strong play with them. And we'll talk about my second leg here in a little bit. Yeah, I'm in agreement with the teaser for sure. And, and I'm, I'm on the Saints. Um, I'm glad, uh, RJ, you said about the efficiency numbers. I, I agree with that. Uh, they have not looked good on the eye test, but again, this team seems like it takes a couple weeks for them to get going. Uh, I guess, you know, Sean Payton's a slow starter. Uh, the offense did come together last week. It looks like they're going to get Thomas back, uh, this week. Uh, and you mentioned the Chargers injuries. They keep losing key players. I now have their power rating on the defensive side below average. Uh, with, with a young guy like Herbert, now that he's been, it's always happens. It's like a college football team that gets into the top 25 for the first time ever. They lose that week. It's amazing. A guy now that like Herbert, he's now announced as the starting quarterback. It's bound for him to have a bad game. And you know, quarterbacks, it's so amazing. You can take a guy like Tom Brady and a, and let's say Tom Brady in his prime and a, and a guy like Justin Herbert and he's a rookie and three or four drives, you can't tell the difference. But then all of a sudden that rookie throws a pick six and the confidence level just drains out of that guy so fast. And he's never the same guy because once that negative sets in, it's so hard to rebound to be that good. But so three drives, you can look great. Three games, you can look great. But all of a sudden, bad things start to happen. You lose confidence so fast, and you start to turn the football over. Your numbers start to come down. So Herbert's played well. He's played above average in two of his three games. The other game, he was average, and he's he's passed the eye test. But I'm telling you right now, there will be some games where this guy doesn't throw a touchdown and he throws three interceptions and his team really gets hurt and the defense isn't there to back him up anymore. So be careful with that team. I think that Pete Prisco is going to get some texts from me on Monday night. That's what I think. Marshawn Lattimore back, a bunch of Saints players getting healthy. He didn't play. He hasn't played well. He's played like crap, Marshawn Lattimore. Well, it still helps him on the defensive side of the ball. I'm saying you're going to get Herbert text from me. Herbert. Herbert, I've been, getting from, I've been getting him from you before the draft. That's right. So I don't, you'll be getting, yeah, you'll be getting sending him. those to me in five years. You go, just tell me how right I was about it. <laughs> Herbert, there is third pick. It's week 17, Pete. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think that, uh, I think the Saints who are covering machine in October, the 13 on a 13 uh, game stretch of October games where they cover, uh, Drew Brees is a monster covering in prime time. And you know who else he likes to cover against? The Chargers. Who got rid of him 
They ditched him 3-0 and straight up and 3-0 and against the spread. Drew Brees is in his career against the Chargers. I think you get a little vengeance here. Like to show him who, let's not forget. You might have your little quarterback now. I'm the quarterback you should have kept and you screwed up by drafting Phillip Rivers. Or, or maybe not, depending on what you think about history. Uh, anyway, moving on. I got the Saints as a best bet here. So we all have a best bet in this game, which is fun. And I think the Saints teaser is fantastic, but no consensus. Panthers at Falcons. Falcons are minus two. They are winless. They have looked awful. Kenny, the over-under is 53-and-a-half. Will you go back to the Dan Quinn well here? Yeah, you know, they're on their last leg right now. Uh, yeah, they played a they played a really good schedule. Seattle with Russell Wilson, Dallas, Chicago, you know, has been – they're 3-and-1, the Bears are. And Green Bay, that, that's a really tough schedule. They finally get a break that they play somebody who's not a playoff team, uh, who has some injuries on defense. And as a, has a coach that Matt Rule, he's done a decent job so far, but I still, you know, don't know. I'm not sold on him. I, I think the, the Falcons are in a good spot here. I think the price is cheap enough. I didn't make it that much higher than what the price is, but I made it three and a half and crossing zero or from two and a half to three and a half is about a nine percent difference in win percentage. So yeah, I, I'm laying the points with the Falcons here. Well, this opened at Falcons three and a half and it's moved down. It's some, it's one and a half at some spot. So. Uh, Kenny, what do you what do you think the books are seeing there to move it like that? Oh, they're getting money from from wise guys, but it could also be uh, dummy money moving it the wrong way to setting the lineup so that they can they can bet this hey, back at bigger limits at a lower. Oh, I, I'm curious on the dummy money thing to reverse lines and all that. I understand how it works, but I'm curious. Like, so let's say hypothetically you want to get a hundred thousand dollars down on the Falcons minus uh, one. Right. Or the Falcons at anything under a field goal. What are you betting? Is it, is it a matter? Of, I think, I think people would be curious to know. Like, is there an amount you're betting? Is there somebody you're sending in to bet that's like a respected better? Like, how do you, what, what triggers that for the books to, to quickly shift it that way? Syndicates are the only, only, uh, organizations that can do this. They can, they're the only ones that can set up lines unless you're betting at the earliest outs when the number comes out a week in advance and that's such low limits but the beginning of the week they're probably getting down five thousand a pop and they want to move it they want to move it from three and a half down to two and a half so it's going to take ten thousand to move it at each book you got maybe ten different books you're moving at you bet a hundred thousand dollars you're coming you're going to come back with though you know a, a couple hundred thousand the other way and you're setting yourself up for a nice middle the game falls three you win both ways so, you know, it's, it's not just that you're, you're, you're not really wasting the money. You're setting yourself up for a better number. And Billy Walters, who's not betting right now, he was the best at it because he would, he would buy half points or full points for pennies on the dollar. He would invest a half, uh, you know, he would invest up to a quarter of a million dollars the wrong way to bet a million dollars the right way. I thought he was back betting on that Rams game against the Cowboys in week one. I haven't heard. Maybe he was. I don't know. Maybe he's I think, back. I think he's back. I think he's out of prison. He's yeah. hammering the, he's hammering the Rams this year. Um, uh, anyway, sorry, RJ, were you, you were discussing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be the sucker in this scenario because I'm going to keep hitting the Panthers, even though they're down to, to two. Uh, I reset my power rings. I really moved Carolina up. That young D seems like it's already coming together. They have a lot of talented pieces on that side. They did a great job against the Chargers and the Cardinals, two offense that have otherwise been solid recently. You know, we talk about Herbert looking great in each of these games. Well, Carolina beat that team. So I think you have to give them credit for that. Uh, the Carolina offense is beating the Atlanta offense. They've got six yards per play versus 5.6 yards per play. So this has actually been a better offense. On on the whole. And the Carolina defense has actually been the better of the two. I mean, Atlanta's allowed 30 points in all four of their games. I know we talked about the competition, but, but, uh, uh you know, Carolina defense is outperforming Atlanta to me. I think Carolina overall is a better team right now. And there isn't much of a home field advantage road teams on the year, 34, 28 and one against the spread. So road teams are covering more often than not. Atlanta is just 20 and 35 against the spread as a favorite under Dan Quinn. This team seems like it's ready to move on from him. It's, he seems like dead man walking in there. Um, so I, I like the Panthers here. I think they're really starting to come together. They're a team on the rise. I'm on the other side. Uh, I'm taking the Falcons. I, I just think that the desperation is a big factor in the NFL, and this is their season. Uh, granted, they're probably not going to save it, but one victory could get them going, uh, one loss, and they're done. So I, I think that, I mean, they're probably done, period, but I think this is one of those games where a, a team with a good quarterback will show up and fight and play, and yeah, they have a ton of injuries. Uh, I'm just not a, I mean, I think the Panthers have overachieved. I just don't think they're going to play here. I think this is going to be the Falcons uh, minus the two points. I, I will say that I agree completely with the desperation thing and that I would be, con- I, I'm concerned about it. I mean, this is, 
there are five games between now and Atlanta's week 10 bye, and they need to win four of those games if Dan Quinn wants to keep his job because they need four and five. I, I think going to that bye, I think he keeps his job three and six. It's a maybe two and seven. Adios amigo. I mean, that's, and I think Arthur Blank is a uh, friend of the podcast would probably fire him during the bye because he has two former head coaches and Dirk Cutter, Raheem Morris on that staff. Uh, by the way, Atlanta since 2015, third worst cover percentage. What was that Pete? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, I thought you raised your hand. Like, no, so. no, no, no. Um, you know me. I wouldn't raise my hand to interrupt you. Yeah, I just I interrupt I like, you. What are you talking about? I, think, I, I thought you were like, like three. And I missed that. <laughs> uh, Atlanta, has the, pick me. <laughs> Atlanta has the third worst cover percentage in the NFL since uh, Dan Quinn took over 37 and 47. That's 44%. And in that same span, they are 20 and 35 as a favorite, covering 30%. 36% of the time, Atlanta has dominated Carolina in recent years, but this is a different Carolina team. And I don't think they're going to like go up top on Atlanta secondary because Teddy Bridgewater doesn't throw down the field. They got a, they, they got a nice floor on offense. They will score 20 to 30 points in this game, I think. And if the defensive line with your boy, Derek Brown, Pete gets a push on that bad Atlanta offensive line, Matt Ryan could be in for trouble. So he Gross Motos, Gross Motos too. He's playing great. Also, kind of concerning, and I think this is a red flag that not enough people are paying attention to with Atlanta. They are top five in the NFL in ru- rushing, running the ball on first and second down. That is not how Dirk Cutter likes to call plays, and I think it's sort of evident in how that offense is operating. Yeah. Well, they've had injuries at receiver, too. Sure. I mean, they're down to, I mean, yeah, right, exactly. All right, moving on. Jaguars at Texans. The Texans are minus six over under 54 and a half, Pete. This is the easiest pick on the board. It's not even close. Yep. Uh, the, the Jaguars are terrible on defense. They can't rush the passer. They get no push in the middle. The corners have played poorly. The safeties aren't any good. Uh, they're banged up. Now Hayden's out. They're going to play a bunch of kids back there. Um, Deshaun Watson will throw for 400 in this game and maybe – Four touchdowns. They are going to get lit up. Minshew will get some yards, too, because the Texans stink on defense. But I like both the Texans minus the points, and I think this is another one of those easy overs. Go way over the total. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I've ever seen this. The coach gets fired, a new coach come in, and then the team that he gets fired from is six-point favorites in their next game. It's just pretty incredible that, that a guy can be coaching so poorly, and yet his team is almost a touchdown favorite. Uh, I want to go Houston here. Uh, I think the play, players being rid of not great Bob, as which I have called them, B.O.B., uh, is a weight off their soul, shoulders, and and uh, they're going to be play a lot better without him. That D has been terrible, though. I could definitely see Minshew coming in and lighting him up or going through the back door, so I'm a little worried on that. But I will back you on the over. I have a best bet of over 54.5 as well. These two defenses rank near the bottom in points per drive DVOA. They're allowing about 30 points per game each. Add that up at 60 points. I don't see why that's going to stop here because this defense isn't playing well. And in one of those games, RJ, the, the, the Colts, they didn't punt. Right. They didn't punt that game. Yeah, so this is this is a, a tailor-made over, especially with how the season goes. So unless this is the week that we've been talking about these officials, unless this is the week they decide to change their tune, I don't see how this game doesn't go over. Yeah, the numbers on the holding penalties are about the same. They just don't, they haven't gone up yet. So I, I don't know either when that's going to happen. They're, I, Kenny, no, they're not, you're right on it. They, they like the product. Yeah. And by the way, Brady Quinn and I were talking about this and I don't know if we talked about this on air or not, but I mentioned on our show, you know, DraftKings points and all that are very important. Right. Fantasy. You know who invest in DraftKings? Some of the uh, early investors, a couple NFL owners. So it behooves them to have the, the DraftKings right. scoring. I, like, I, I don't think they're changing it to your point. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think so either. I, I think they like it. They want to protect their quarterbacks and, and they like the, they like the scoring. And, and again, it's, it's sped the game up too. Yeah. Less, less flags. You know, they can get a nice product in three hours, but, uh, my, my numbers are, you know, I, I'm going to go back and look at this. I don't like to be against you guys. And especially I don't want to go under in a game you guys like over, but my numbers, I'm, I, I made the game 51 and a half. Uh, so I'm, I wouldn't play it under, but you know what? I knew this game was on the schedule. I better write it down. I wrote down an under and I thought, you know what? New coach. Maybe they'll get really conservative and try to win this football game. Uh, they, they need to win it. Maybe the defense will play better. They're, they're only an average defense and so is Jacksonville. So I can understand your point for the over the way they're going. So I'll just say I'm not going to bet it under and I'll root for you guys to get it over. Uh, I've got Texans in the over too. I think Texans slaughter them here. This is, and by the way, we should point out that if you're, you're listening on Friday, that means the start of the week for our fantasy section is already released. Pete. Yes. Jamie Eisenberg. 
is going with Deshaun Watson as the start of the week. Uh, he didn't go with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, well, you couldn't find the, yeah, <laughs> is, he, is he out getting beers with the, the scarecrow and the tin man? The cowardly I mean, lion? I mean, I mean pick, pick yeah, Deshaun Watson. Talk about Moto. He's the mo, that's the moto pick, the master of the obvious. Right, maybe, maybe Alvin Kamara. Maybe, who else, what other, who else are you going with there, Jamie? Come on, buddy. Uh, this is a shootout. Texans roll on this one. And Deshaun Watson's going to have that monster game where he is like, Hey, look, by the way, coaching candidates, I'm awesome. Bill O'Brien was holding me back. Vikings at Seahawks. Seahawks minus seven primetime Sunday night. Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson. What could go wrong? Over under 57 and a half, Kenny. Oh, my God. Yeah, what a total. Um, and I made the total right around that. I'm right on the number. I think 55, I made it. So I have nothing on the total. Um, but I'm going to take the seven. Um, I, again, I, you know, I love Russell Wilson. I've got him rated up in the top three quarterbacks in the NFL. And, uh, it's just the defense. I have a low rating on the defense and I think they continue to get outplayed. Uh, they just win games because Russell Wilson outscores their opponent. Uh, they give up 30 against New England, 31 against Dallas. Um, Minnesota's offense is starting to come around, I think, and uh, uh, they're, they're going to get better each week. This is too good of a football team. There's too much talent on both sides of the ball for them to, to not play well, and um, I think Gary Kubiak will get better each week with, with Cousins. So you're going to give me seven with the, the more desperate team. Minnesota needs to win. They need to put a winning streak together, and this would be a nice spot for them to play well. So I'm, I'm taking the seven. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side here. I worry about Seattle covering big numbers. That's just not in their DNA. They don't do it. But you know what else isn't in their DNA? Throwing the ball around like they're they're doing it right now. The reason they don't cover big numbers, they usually come out and run the ball, win these conservative games. That's not what we're seeing this this year. This line dipped two and a half points off the look ahead. And that's because Minnesota went and beat a team that fired their coach after a loss, that, that played so poorly in that game, they decided it was time for a change. Like if you're losing to a team and then you fire your coach, Got to tell you that team you lost to, you don't think they're very good. And I don't think they're very good either. Minnesota's 30th in net yards per pass attempt. I think Russ is going to destroy that secondary with his weapons. Minnesota loves to run the ball. They're 32nd in pass attempts despite their record. You think you lose in all these games, you'd want to throw the ball more. That's not what they do. They, they just keep on running the ball. Uh, but Seattle D is third in yards per rush. So you try to do that against Seattle. That's the one thing their defense does well. Um, so you're going to have to throw it to beat them. I don't know if they want to open the offense up. It just doesn't seem like what they want to do in Minnesota. So maybe if they throw it, they can stay close, but I'll have to see it before I believe it. I'm going to make Seahawks the best bet. I'm on the other side. I almost made this one of my best bets, but I didn't. I, I like the Vikings and hard for, it's hard to imagine me saying this, but I'm going to take Kirk Cousins in prime time. Not because I don't think he's any good. I just think that defense is terrible in Seattle. The Vikings aren't much better, so I'm probably leaning to the over a little bit as well. But I'm going to take the points here. I, I think Cook will be able to run the ball. Uh, they've shown the last couple of weeks they can do that. Um, so I'm going to take the Vikings plus the seven. Uh, and I think it's going to be tight, but I think it's also going to be high scoring. I think the Vikings defense might be worse than Seattle's. Is that crazy? Maybe so. Maybe not. You can, you can throw on, you can throw outside on Minnesota. Their cornerbacks, Zimmer is one of the, Mike Zimmer is one of the all-time great defensive back slash cornerback coaches in this league. But you can throw on their cornerbacks this year and Lockett and DK Metcalf going nuts. Russell Wilson will throw it deep. And I, I just can't stop thinking back to that game last year. I bet big on Minnesota. They were plus seven. Um, no, they were only like plus two and a half. Take that back. Sorry. They were plus two and a half in Seattle in prime time and they had a seven point lead at halftime and they lost by seven. I mean, they, the, the Seahawks covered easily. I think it was like a backdoor attempt by Minnesota late. I just don't think I can bet against Russell Wilson in primetime anymore. And Kirk Cousins, if, if there's a guy you're going to bet against, I mean, he didn't, Mike Zimmer didn't want him to throw 25 times. Give me the Seahawks to cover this and, and to win by a lot of points in this game. Cardinals at Jets. Ugh. 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 Kenny, the Cardinals are <laughs> minus seven here. Is that enough? For you to, for you to, to say, I'm going to lay it because the Jets are trash. Yeah. It's not enough for me to take the Jets. I'll tell you that. Uh, right. it's very disappointing. Adam Gase has done a horrible job there, but they're not a very good team. They got a well below average defense and a, one of the worst offenses. They got the worst offense in football. Their offense is the worst in football. But don't worry. Joe Flacco's on his so, way. So they got Flacco this week. Yeah. Well, Flacco, Flacco will probably maybe see a little time, but there's no upgrade from Flacco to say Flacco starting, right? Am I crazy? The offensive line's the worst in the, in the NFL. They're, they're, you he know, starts. 
Yeah, Flacco's the guy. Yeah. So that's there's no there's no upgrade there. I mean, it could be. Uh, I, I think it's about even between the two. Uh, he, Flacco's going to be running for his life. Sam Darnold at least has a little bit more athleticism and can can run and get out of the pocket. Flacco's not going to be able to get out of the pocket. He's going to get he's going to get pressured all day long. Arizona's defense too good. Uh, they, they'll be they'll be really upset coming off back to back losses now. Uh, in games they could have won. They could have won both. We could be talking about a four and zero team right now, and the, and the line would be ten and a half to thirteen in that range. So I feel like I'm getting a good line. I also love them as a teaser team. I'll have the Cardinals with the uh, Rams, the Steelers, and the Saints this week. I'll tease all those teams. I'm also on the Cardinals. I mean, this line was Arizona minus eight on the look ahead. Darnold goes out and it's now Arizona minus seven. It doesn't make sense to me. Uh, you know, I know Arizona lost. They didn't look as good as they should have. But uh, the question you have to ask yourself is, is Sam Darnold elite? And what the market is telling us is not a chance because this line is basically like Kenny says, is pricing them even. You know, there was no movement once he was actually announced as out. So they don't care. The Jets are just the worst team in the league and it doesn't matter who's quarterbacking them. I had them at nine points under average, uh, uh on uh, my power rating with Darnold. Even if you put no quarterback penalty, I think there's still a value on this line with the Cardinals. They got weird last week. They went to like a horizontal air raid type of offense and it didn't do them well. They've, they've had issues when they've tried to do that kind of thing in the past. I expect them to downfield because why wouldn't you against the Jets so if the Jets lost by nine to a beat up Denver team how do we expect them to compete anywhere uh, so yeah I love the Cardinals here I'll take the Cardinals as well I don't not one of my best bets but I'll take them I just think that they they it's back-to-back road games but that was a disaster last week I watched that game on tape and they, you're right they just didn't look good they didn't play very well I think they're going to bounce back here the Jets are terrible give me the Cardinals as well yeah I like the Cardinals not as the best bet but you just can't take the Jets I mean and I think there's something to that teaser idea too. Like you could get, so what do you do? The Saints and the, the Cardinals in a teaser? I mean, you feel pretty good about that. Home field advantage isn't big. Flacco ain't going to come out and light it. This Cardinals defense is probably like playing pretty well. It's above average maybe. And these, their games are 4-0 to the under, which leads you to believe they could melt a bunch of clock and force the Jets to try and throw downfield or dink and dunk to Le'Veon Bell. Uh, let's make the Cardinals the, the first team in the picture. The, the uh, New York Jets are bottom in the NFL and plus minus ATS to the point spread on average. They lose the point spread by 9.6 points that per is game. Outrageous. Yeah. They're, they're, they're almost 10 points off what the betting line is even saying. Put, put the Cardinals in the parlay. It didn't work out last week. I try, I should have talked you guys out of it. We would have hit it if I would. I like the Panthers, but I went along with the Cardinals. But this week, I will back the Cardinals. Colts minus one and a half at the Browns. Over under is 47 here, Pete. Yeah, this one looks funny to me, um, but I'm going to be guilty of taking the funny side because I'm going to take the Colts. I, I I think their defense is legitimate. Now, Leonard and, and uh, Okreki would be interesting to keep an eye on those two, but uh, even so, uh, you know, Krecky's not a great run player, and you know that's what the Browns want to do. So I'm going to take the Colts because of their defense. Those young guys are growing up before our eyes, and they haven't played anybody, so don't get me wrong. They haven't played any good offenses, uh, but I think uh, the Browns are going to have a tough time running it. When that happens, they're going to put more pressure on Mayfield. Uh, I'll take the Colts. I think they're going to be good enough on offense. So, so give me the Colts minus the points. But like I said, this is a little funky. This line looks weird. Yeah, I want Kenny to go next because I want to hear a, a, a strong argument for the Colts since he's a big believer in the, the Colts. He made him one of his best bets. So tell me why you <laughs> – I'm wondering why Pete thinks it looks funny. I guess he you, you must think it's too low. Yeah, well, I thought it should be like about pick them, right? Isn't it what – I mean, oh, okay. I, I, was, oh, yeah. oh, I love I was the Colts. I thought it should be – I, I, I thought th- you thinking the Colts should be like three or something. That's what I was thinking you were talking about. Why no. Why? Why is it only one on, on the Colts side? Uh you know, I, yeah, I am. I'm, uh, I'm a big believer right now in Frank Reich. I think he's really done a great job with this organization. Uh, he's built it from, from in the trenches. His, his offensive line is one of the best in football. His defensive line, you can't run on him. Uh, the D, they're all, they're just so fundamentally sound. And then adding Phillip Rivers was just like, this is the quarterback that they need. He, because he's not, he's going to be a game manager. But he can win a game for you if he has to. If he's got to bring you back from two touchdowns, the guy can do it. He can he can move the ball down the field. So uh Cleveland, I've been on him a couple weeks in a row. Um was on him against Washington, was on him against Dallas. Uh, I don't like it that Nick Chubb's at. I think that's a, a big loss. Even though Kareem Hunt looked good, their third string running back that came in, uh Johnson looked great. 
but um, it, it still scares me. I think Indianapolis is a better organization. I think there's a big coaching edge, Reich over uh, Stefanski. And um, defensively, I, I think the Colts are far better defense. So um, that's why I'm on Indianapolis here. Okay, that's not going to talk me out of it. I'm taking the Browns' best bet, plus one and a half. Uh, <laughs> it started at two and a half, you know, and it's, it looks like it's coming down toward pick, so I, I can see it ending around pick, and Pete will be a lot happier with it around that line. But, um, but yeah, the Colts were two and a half at the uh, Bear, the Bears, and they handled that team. It was a bad offensive team. This offense is not the Bears. They just scored 49 points. I know it was against a bad defense. Indy's been beating up bad teams. I'm not a believer in Rivers. You said that, that he can come in and be a game manager. Indy's offense is 22nd in points per drive. They're 30th and third down percentage conversion. They're 28th in red zone percentage. None of that is opponent adjusted. So they're doing that against these bad teams. He, they're just not an explosive offense. They're not somebody that I'm going to trust offensively. That D has been fantastic, but can they handle this Cleveland offensive line? You talked about Johnson, the third string running back going off. That's a problem to that offensive line. They've been monsters in, so far this season. Stefanski is doing what he wanted to in that offense with this team and he has them playing really well. Rivers has been pretty comfortable in the pocket so far, but you play Miles Garrett, that's next level. You know, you're know, you going to have to handle a whole different type of ball game here when you got that guy coming after you. And the Indy offense ranks 32nd in yards per rush. If the Cleveland D can just focus on stopping the pass and just trust that they're going to stop this, this run game that hasn't been playing well, I think they're going to have success. So I see the Browns winning this one outright and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a little higher Higher scoring than we think, a little bit more of a gap than we think. Mm. Interesting on high scoring. Look, I'm going to back the Colts here. I do. I have a. I have concerns. Like I'm just sort of riding the Colts and, and hoping it works out. But their rush defense is awesome. Uh, they, they're giving up 3.6 yards per carry to opposing defenses. Their defensive line is awesome, and in Cleveland is Cleveland's offensive line is playing really well. They upgraded at both the tackle positions, and it is helping them a ton. But one thing stands out to me when looking at this game more than anything, and it's that Baker Mayfield is not good against great defenses he doesn't play great defense as well see you kenny thanks for having me baker mayfield in his career has not been good against great defenses uh he is not good against elite teams when it comes to covering the spread either he is 4 10 and 1 against the spread in his career versus teams with a winning record worse than the nfl since 2018 he is 2 7 and 1 against the spread versus teams with multiple teams that are multiple games over 500 and frank Wright, 3 and 0 as a road favorite uh, since he took over against the spread in non Jacksonville games, he's 0 3 against Jacksonville somehow. Uh, this is a, this is a guy who I just think this Colts team is legitimate. They should be scoring more points. They've been settling for short field goals. Give me the Colts to cover, but I, I will admit that it, it was a little, uh, unnerving. Eagles at the Steelers, Steelers minus seven over under 44, Pete. I'm going to take the Steelers and back to back row games for the Eagles. And yeah, the 49ers, they, that's a good win for them, even though the 49ers are banged up, but that was Nick Mullins. This is a rested, uh, Steelers team. Remember they kind of practiced last week, but they had their buy. Uh, they're at home. I think they're going to light up a bad Eagles defense, uh, because they're good enough on the offensive line to block them. So I think Roethlisberger gets it going. I think the Eagles defense is, I mean, the Steelers defense is really good. I'll lay the seven. I think this is actually, Absolutely a pretty easy pick for me. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles defense is, has, has been bad. I think they've been pretty solid all year, so I'll disagree with you there. The secondary they're, hasn't been. They're eighth in net yards for pass attempts. They're keeping the completions to short, you know, shorter completions and making teams work for it. Seventh in yards per rush. you got to work down the field. Now, some teams are having success doing that, and some aren't. Um, I think the line is right on at seven, so I don't want to pick it against either side. I, I hear what you're saying with Pittsburgh. I would probably lean that way if I had to take a side. Um, I can't back the Philly offense against this elite P- Pittsburgh defense with all their injuries. But I'm going to lean toward a low-scoring game. I'm a little stronger lean on the under. I'm not going to make it a best bet. But I, I look to the under 44 because I do think both these defenses are playing really well. Um, but I don't want any part of the spread. Um, I would go Steelers if I was going to go in a direction here, but it, it's a lot. I mean, seven is a lot. The one thing I think we talked about this earlier in the week, maybe or I talked about somebody is the the Eagles' defensive line gives me a little bit of pause. Like if they're able to get a real push against the Steelers' offensive line, I, I just don't know how the Eagles score. Like they might not. I mean, Carson Wentz might get knocked out of this game. The Steelers are rushing; they can rush the passer. And they can put some some pressure on you. Carson Wentz has been awful. He has like a twenty six quarterback rating uh, under pressure this year. He is he's been very bad. So, so I think would it necessarily be a downgrade if he gets knocked out? I mean, there have been, uh, there have been mean, calls for his job. What keep it in, right? right? Like, well. yeah, By the I way, mean, RJ, two of those games that they played against Wayne Haskins and Nick Mullins, just FYI. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins has moments. He had his best game last week, and he got bad. I think got bad, but yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? 
And and then Joe Burrow, who's a rookie quarterback, so and I think he's good, but he's still a rookie quarterback. So I'm just the saying legitimate that, quarterback that he played was Jared Goff, and he kind of had a pretty good day against him. But then who played, dude? The Eagles. Eagles. Yeah, I mean, they have talent on the defensive line. They can rush the passer. Yeah. Roethlisberger and look, Juju Smith-Schuster and, and Deontay Johnson and Roethlisberger should have big days. If they come out and attack with a short passing game and dump it all over there and force the Eagles to sort of get on their heels, they can get up big, pound the ball, and then just unleash pass rushers on Carson Wentz and he'll, he'll turn the ball over late. I, I wouldn't back the Eagles here. I would lean Steelers, but it's not a best bet for me or anything like that. Um, all right. So we only, we only have the Cardinals right now. What do we do about that? You guys are gonna have to pick one. Pick one. Yeah, we pick could two. go Texans over. It seemed like Kenny was leaning toward it, but he didn't. Want yeah, it. let's put. Yeah, put the Texans over on it. Um, and Kenny liked the Vikings, so we can't go there. I like the Vikings too, so we can't go there. Yeah, let's see. We can't. So RJ and I'll have to find. Let's see. Um, Cardinals, maybe if you guys like the Cardinals against the Jets, I think Kenny and I were best bets. Yeah, I, don't yeah, think I, I, I like, like the Cardinals. Cards. Cards and Texans over. We need one more. Can't do a two-game card. Wait. Cards, Texans over, and no, you're he's right. That was the one he had, he already had in his pocket. What what are the other ones? What are the later? What are the ones uh, we haven't done yet? Giants, Cowboys, Cowboys over again. I'll take that. RJ. Oh my God, it's the Giants. Their offense is trash. They'll score twenty one points. Yeah, I don't know. What other what other ones are do we uh, haven't we done? Chiefs, Raiders, Chiefs, Chiefs minus thirteen. They will. I like the Chiefs. Like the Raiders there. I like the Chiefs too. I like the Raiders there. Bengals, how about the Bengals plus 13? Lamar like Jackson banged up. Mm. Joe Burrows, Joe, Joe Burrows, Joe. Because, you know, if Lamar Jackson doesn't play, that number's going to be, what, eight, nine, eight? Yeah, I love it. Eight, nine. Yeah. Yeah. RG3 plays? That's why we got to lock it in now. Plus, we got the, the Ravens defense hasn't been great this no. year. What's the other one? Good. There's got to be another, well, there's one more, isn't there, that we haven't done? Rams, Washington, Dolphins, Niners. That's it. Yeah, I like the Dolphins. I know you guys don't. I like the Dolphins. Do you? Do you, RJ? I, I wanted to like them. I looked into it a little bit. I, I actually only looked into it like five minutes before we started recording, so I'm not strong either. Let's way, do the but... Bengals. Come on, let's back Burrow. He's a cover machine. Backdoor, backdoor Burrow. Come on. I mean, I'm you putting it. I picked the Ravens. I'm not going to take the Bengals. <laughs> I mean, I think the so Cardinals. Just, so just do a two teamer then. All right, do a two teamer. Three to one. Do, do a two teamer. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's fine. That's fine. Unless you want right, to put we're... a teaser in. We're not getting if we didn't have eight games off the board and games getting moved. Yeah, around. this is sort of tough because we don't have Bills Titans. Yeah. Um. Yeah, who, would you, who would you have taken in that game? Titans. Bills. I mean the Bills. Bills. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, all right. So Cards Cardinals minus seven against the Jets and the Texans over fifty four and a half. That's a two team pick six podcast. And the Bills, right. if they play, let's let's lock the Bills in too if they play. So okay. let's say that game goes on. That's our third leg. Yeah. Okay. Anything good. Under seven. Right. And any, anything. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 42. Yeah. The, yeah. the Titans have practiced at Montgomery Bell Academy for like two weeks. All right. Uh, that's it. But well, no, that's not it. Let's take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll say goodbye to Pete Prisco now and then take a break. And we come goodbye. back. RJ and I will look at the rest of the games. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul. The designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's look at the rest of these games, RJ, starting with. Uh, a surprising CBS afternoon game, Giants and Cowboys. Is it the Romo Nance game? Is that, do we end up with that? Uh, I'm not sure which one they got put on. I haven't looked at the, the, the lineups. I haven't either. Might they, be though. I, I mean, Cowboys. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Um, and we never get, CBS never gets NFC East games. So it's, you know, 
kind of intriguing at least. The Cowboys are nine and a half point favorites. The over under is 54. People who are listening know that we just tried to talk you into taking the over. You clearly have no interest. It's, it is Nansen Romo on this game. Fun. Uh, it is, uh, the Cowboys over is one of my best bets. I understand your, uh, hesitation with the Giants offense. They look terrible, but Jason Garrett is going to want to come into Dallas. He is going to want to flash some offense. He is going to want to remind Jerry Jones that he let him go for Mike McCarthy. This is the Jason Garrett revenge game in like seven different ways. I love the over here. I just think they will score 21 to 28 points and the Cowboys are going to have to lob up 30 because their defense can't stop anybody. So, uh, Jason Garrett wants to have a good offensive day here to show the Cowboys, right? Is what you're saying? So how's that different? The ball with Wayne Goldman. How's that different in the last 10 years? He's had better weapons in place and he's wanted to have good offensive days. And, and, uh, you could be a, t- you can be like a terrible boyfriend for three years, break up with somebody. And then like you see him again, you're like, you want him to think that you're doing well. You know what I mean? Like it's fine. Like he wants, he wants Jerry to remember that no. like things were great. I leaned to the Giants because I like the Garrett revenge angle. So I would lean Giants plus nine and a half, but I don't have anything strong in this game. I mean, I can't take the Giants. They're last in DVOA on offense. They're last in points per drive. They're just not doing anything offensively. You would think that Shepard and Slayton could have a good game. I think Slayton's a nice little sleeper DFS play, you know, against this bad Cowboys defense. But, you know, you need to see it before you can just assume that the Giants are going to score in the 20s. And they might have to because this Cowboys offense can score, you know, whatever it wants a lot of the time. I can't take Dallas, though. Their D's gotten steamrolled the last three weeks. I'm not covering nine and a half with this, this defense is atrocious. You know, Giants could, could backdoor cover this pretty easily. So, you know, I, I know you have a best bet in this game. I couldn't touch it. No, I mean, I just think the over is a, a best bet. I mean, look, they have the, the, the Giants have been terrible. They haven't scored more than 16 points on offense, but they played the Steelers, Bears, 49ers, and Rams. They haven't played like crap defenses. No, those are good teams. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to. And those are for the teams that actually are playing well defensively out of what six? Cause it's been yeah. scoring. Well, I say Steelers are third in DVOA, 49ers are sixth, Bears are seventh. And, uh, who's the other team? The Giants are actually 11th in DVOA. Rams? Did you say Rams? Rams are 15th. So they didn't play the Colts. So I, they haven't proven themselves yet to me. That's correct. As if harping on the terrible, Colts. terrible team that hadn't played the Colts yet. Look, I think the Giants keep it within a score because they can backdoor it or they get a lead and the Cowboys score late and win the game. I don't think Dallas has beaten anybody by 14 points. It's just their defense is too bad. Um, I actually like, and we were talking about this on the DFS show. I like going, uh, Zeke Elliott and then bringing it back with, uh, Slayton and Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram and DFS. Like, uh, nobody's going to be on that stack because everybody's going to want to be on the Cowboys, but. Yeah. My, my, I also worry about the, uh, the Cowboys defensive line, you know, it's been playing well. They can get some pass rush. Those Giants tackles aren't ready, you know, for prime time right now. So if the, if Giants are passing, looking to catch up in this game, I don't necessarily think they're scoring touchdowns because Alden Smith pins his ears back and he starts, you know, chasing Daniel Jones down and ends some drives that way. So just because that, that Cowboys defense has been bad, still got to block them. And if, if the Giants can't do that, it could get ugly. That's fair. Uh, Bengals at Ravens, another game we mentioned there, trying to find a, a best bet. I got the Bengals as a best bet at plus 13. Look, I, I bet against Burrow, Joe Burrow, with that Browns game on Thursday night. I'm done with it. Give me Joe Burrow to cover until he shows that he's not going to cover. And this is a perfect spot for him to backdoor. If you were watching that Washington-Baltimore game, why, Baltimore got up and took its foot off the gas and knew that it didn't have to keep scoring. I'm not saying they'll do the same thing because I, I think they have to respect Cincinnati a little bit more, but I think they'll get a 30 and they pulled, they pulled Lamar Jackson early in the fourth quarter. He's got a knee injury. I mean, you're not going to let him sit out there and run all day. So I think this is prime for Joe Burrow to get the ball down 14 or down 17, come down and throw a touchdown pass with like two minutes left. They'll get the onsides and Baltimore takes knees and you cover the 13. It, this is a no brainer for me. Yeah, if you look at the mentality coming into this game, the Ravens got right last week. They beat a bad team. This is just another, you know, bad team on their schedule. The team that had the number one pick last year. I don't mean they can take them too seriously. For the Bengals, this is circle the, circle the, uh, the matchup here. This is the yeah. team you have to beat to prove yourself. So they're going to come in 
hungry, looking to play well. Market's been selling since he's short. They're three and one against the spread last year, this year. Uh, they've been 10 and five against a spread in their 15 game, uh, straight up non win streak. I'd say non win. I can't say loss because <laughs> that's high. Uh, but you know, they play on the road and they cover even if they don't win games. That Baltimore defense, I said, I'm not a huge fan of them. They've been playing quite well. It's expected their 14th versus the pass in DVOA. So maybe Burrow does shine. Maybe he does get in the back door. 13 is a lot of points. I mean, Baltimore offense in theory should blow up, but Lamar man managing a knee injury. So if he does play, they they, they say he's expected to play. If he does play, you know, maybe he's not a hundred percent running around on that knee. I mean, it's a big deal for a quarterback that does has a lot of his value with his legs to have a knee injury. So uh, I think the Bengals can definitely cover here. I wanted to make it a best bet, but uh, you know how the Ravens pound these bad teams and they can cover, you know, kind of at will. They didn't tell you they didn't do it last week against Washington and they could have. Right. I'm just, you know, I'm still thinking of last year, all of what they did last year. So right. I'm only a strong lean on the Bengals. Didn't quite make them a best bet, but that was really close. I think that was my next one that I would have made a best bet. Lamar Jackson, five and 10 against the spread in his career as a home starter, which is surprising. 10, two and one on the road. And uh, just three, three and one is a double digit favorite. In other words, they just don't really bury these teams. Like the Bengals have a bad defense. I mean, you know, JK Dobbins can rip off a 78 yard touchdown run. You know, and, and when like the, they're trying to bleed out the clock and, and all of a sudden you're down 21 points. Don't get me wrong. It's not, nothing's a, nothing's a lock, but I'll take the Bengals as a best bet plus 13. I'll flip it on the other side. The Raiders are at the Chiefs and the Chiefs are minus 13. If this game happens, there's a lot of COVID concerns surrounding this entire matchup. The over under a robust 56. Uh, Andy Reid owns the, owns the Raiders against the spread and. So I will take RJ with the Chiefs as the best bet. What say you? Yeah, I'm leaning the other way. 13 is just too much for me. I know the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL right now. They're the number one team in my power ratings. I still think this line's a couple points too high. Um, I would lean to the Raiders. I would lean to the under two. We'll start with the Raiders. It's a brutal spot for the Chiefs. They're coming off a rescheduled Monday game they weren't supposed to play. They have Thursday night football versus the 4-0 Bills next. This can't be a spot where they're concentrating when they don't even know when they'll play. Maybe they this game gets moved to Monday or Tuesday. The Bills game gets moved to Saturday. Just a lot of chaos going on, and they don't know what to expect. I mean, for them to come up and play at their best, is what you need to have to cover a spread when you're 13-point favorites against a team that I think has actually been pretty solid. That offense is fourth in points per drive, 10th in DVOA. They've just been done in by fumbles. They have six turnovers this season, no interceptions. It's all been fumbles and just not you know, uh, uh, keeping protecting the ball very well. Um, Kansas City's been weak against the run. We know that's what the, the Raiders want to do, run the ball with Josh Jacobs. So I think they'll feed him and they'll be able to stay in this game. Vegas has a bye this week. We're talking about circling games. This is the game you circle when you're Vegas. You know, you got to go in and play well against the Chiefs. You got to buy next week. They got embarrassed by the Chiefs last year. Um, they'll want to come out and play strong here. I don't expect much from the defense. So I think this is more about scoring points and the total does expect it's going to be a shootout at 56. Um, the under is 11 and two since 2015 when the Chiefs are favored by double digits though. So, so these type of games is where they go under. So I would lean to the under just based on that. Um, cause if you think the Chiefs are going to roll, then, then the under is going to be your play. But my stronger plays with the Raiders, I think they keep this closer. All right. I'll, you know, add the under Devo. It's one of my best bets as well. Cause I agree. Uh, Vegas has gone under in 14 straight divisional road games. That is wild. They don't want to pass the ball a ton. Henry Ruggs is going to play. Darren Waller's still up in the air. But I think as much as they want to get Henry Ruggs involved, they're going to try and pound the ball, um, with Josh Jacobs. This is actually a Chiefs defense is top five in terms of defensive DVOA. They're fifth best in the NFL. Their pass defense is fourth best in the NFL. Derek Carr is going to have to dink and dunk. The Chiefs are willing to run the ball with Clyde Edwards either. And I think that they will, I think they will do so. I think they'll score early. Often the Raiders can't slow anybody down and the Chiefs get up and put this one away. They'll win by 14 to 17 points. There's absolutely a chance that Derek Carr gets down the field and has a, t- a chance to you know, spread F me late, but I'll, I'll take the Chiefs minus 13 here. Uh, and two more games left. The Rams minus seven and a half at the Washington football team over under 45. I got nothing here. What do you got? So I teased my teaser at the very top. Now we're going to finish it off. Teasing the Rams down to one and a half. So my teaser is going to be Rams one and a half and Saints one and a half. Kyle Allen ain't fixing this Washington offense. You know, you've seen Kyle Allen play over there in Carolina. He, I know he won one his first four first games. Four games. Yeah. And then we, we saw what happened after that. So I feel like he's keeping the seat warm for Alex Smith. I feel like they want to get Alex Smith in there eventually kind of complete that, that turnaround. 
Um, but I don't think Kyle Allen is fixing anything. The Washington D feels like it's been solid. They're number four in DVOA, but they've allowed 30 points and 30 plus points in three straight games. So it's like at some point you got to keep people off the scoreboard. The Rams had the ugliest game they could possibly play last week and they beat another bad team by eight points. So you're only favoring them by seven and a half. So you get a similar type of performance here. I think they could still cover the seven and a half, even if they play poorly. I think Rams are a legit playoff team. So I got to back them against an awful team here. Um, I would lean to Rams minus seven and a half. I think that's a solid play, but he them down to one and a half with some of these other, you know, favorites in that seven and a half range. And you got to love it. Yeah. I have no problem with that. And I don't think Kyle Allen will give them, I, I wouldn't want to take the Rams straight up at minus seven and a half. I, I think that's maybe it's asking me to take, to take the Washington football team. It's like, Ooh, seven in the hook with Kyle Allen. I guess when you say it out loud, it's not quite as intriguing, but um, I just uh, stay away from me. If I, if I had to take something, it would be Washington. I just think there'll be a little, you know, a guy gets benched. Yes, go, go a little energy. Kyle Allen knows the playbook. Scott Turner will be motivated to make Kyle Allen look good. Uh, the Rams, you know, didn't let, you know, let the Giants hang around. So I will, uh, nope. I'll take, Let, let's I'll, talk about knows the playbook, the most overrated phrase of the last week. We heard that over and over again with Brian Hoyer. We saw how, how that helped out. Uh, so, you know, I just, I don't know. I mean, you did know the playbook. You know the playbook. You could pass you know how many timeouts you had. We'll sit you down. We'll give you a quiz. You'll definitely pass that test. Get on the field. Let's see what you can do. All right, fair enough. Look, I don't, I don't like, I don't like this game at all. I think it's, I think it falls pretty close to it, but I would take Washington if I had to take something. Probably lean towards the under too here. Washington don't want to score. Rams don't want to score. Yeah, I could, I could see the under. I think the Rams always have offensive potential with Sean McVay, but I don't think Washington's going to score much. So 45 is kind of a lot. If you don't expect one team to do, do much pulling to, to that over, you'd have to be what 42 to three, you know, 31 14 gets it. Yeah. 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 So you don't have to expect much out of Washington to 21 10. You're feeling very comfortable. Late. Dolphins at 49ers, 49ers minus nine over under 49 and a half. I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo is back at practice. So it looks like he'll be a go. I actually think that favors Miami in the sense of, I think it'll be really conservative with Jimmy Garoppolo being a little banged up. Yeah, it's possible. Um, you know, we were, we were talking trash on Mullins earlier, coming off that bad game. That's one of the reasons why uh, Pete wanted to discount the Eagles' performance because they got to play Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins has had some games where he's played really well. So yeah. it's not like you can just – he comes in the lineup and you can expect you're getting a zero out of him. He's not Brian Hoyer at this point in Brian Hoyer's career. You know, um, you know, sorry to Brian Hoyer, but that was just an ugly performance. Um, so Garoppolo being back, you know, I kind of want to lean to the Niners. But Miami is 12th in percentage drives to end in the score in, tw- in a score and 24th in points. That's a huge disconnect. That You got you're going down there kicking field goals. You saw it against Seattle. I'm sitting there screaming at the television. Oh, my I, God, a 17-12 kick? I, I didn't have it either way, but I'm like, what are you doing? How do you think you're going to beat Seattle kicking field goals with Russell Wilson on the other side of the field? Sure enough, they kicked to go to 17-15, and then it was game over after that. So good job, guys. You got those field goals under your belt. Jason Sanders heading for a, a Pro Bowl appearance for the uh, <laughs> you know 2-14 and 14 Dolphins or whatever they're going to end up being. Um, so this is a long trip for Miami, though. You know, San Fran getting Jimmy back, probably going to cover San Fran, but I don't love it considering how many other injuries they have, so I'm just going to stay away. Yeah, so stay away from me too. I would take the Dolphins plus the nine, I think, just because I think Garopp, I mean, uh, Fitzpatrick will take him through the back door. But if you're hoping for that, it's not really what you want to be. As we mentioned, San Francisco, a top, uh, top 10 defense by DVOA, even without, you know, Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman's back. It, don't mess with this game. And I wonder about Fitzpatrick's mentality too, because we're at the point of, of the season where they're asking every week who's the starter is and they don't want to say it right away. And then it came out as Fitzpatrick. So. As a quarterback, it's, it seems like it probably wouldn't matter to him. He's a journeyman. He's played in so many places. He's just going to you know, take advantage of the opportunities he has. But he's looking over his shoulder. He knows that you know sooner or later it's going to be his time to sit. Is that going to affect his performance? Uh, you know, a lot in one way or the other. Maybe he has a huge game because he thinks this is his last hurrah. Maybe he doesn't because he thinks he's going to get better. So I, I, don't, I don't know what to make of that. Right. Exactly. He could go any way. You have no no idea which direction. It would be the great or awful. And Fitzmagic too. Like he, um, he, he we've seen him run out of gas. Early, like in the, around this time of a season, remember when he was with the Buccaneers and he was making, you know, just making plays happen and we're in this, and then it's like, this is going to continue forever. And then sure enough, crashes in about week five. Uh, there's two games with no spreads right now. Bills at Titans, which I mean, I don't know how this gets played and Pats at Broncos. Uh, thoughts on either of these games. It's so Tennessee had more positive tests on Thursday afternoon. Which means they basically have to go, I mean, just be completely clean for Friday and Saturday. As a Bills fan, would you even, do you want the Bills playing the Titans? Like, no. Do you even want to run the risk of 
like Josh Allen getting Corona and derailing this, what looks like an incredible season? No, cause they had positive tests for like what eight or nine straight days, yeah. one day without them. And now they have a couple more that isn't, you know, I, I, you can't trust that this, these last two are going to be the last gas, but you could, you could have crop up with other people. So yeah, I don't, I don't want the Bills getting, getting infected and screwing up their season. Now they're having to miss a couple games. Maybe they have to forfeit. People are talking about, is there going to be a forfeit? That would be terrible, you know, to, to have to decide some of these games on forfeit. Maybe they just cancel games and have an uneven schedule, but you know, it's turning into a mess with Titans. Uh, I wanted to play the Bills anyway, even if this wasn't, there was no, um, you know, worry about COVID at all. If, if it was just two healthy teams straight up, let's go play. I would take the Bills. They've looked better than the Titans. Titans. Yep. Feel a little bit fraudulent to me at three and zero. They're winning these games by a couple points each time. I know Titans fans are going to hate me for that, but I just, I just don't believe in this team with that defense. So I would go the Bills here if they do manage to get it played. We talked about throwing them in the parlay if they do play, but uh, I don't think we that that's going to happen. And we're pretty, we're pretty aligned on that. Yeah, uh, Pat's Broncos. If I mean, this is a weird one because, and, and this speaks to the Bills thing too because you have Cam Newton test positive on Saturday. That news gets out like Saturday at 11 o'clock. Obviously, we do emergency podcast. We go to HQ stuff. Sunday, Monday, everybody's clear. Everybody flies to KC on two different planes. The guys who've been in contact with Cam on one plane, the guys, the other guys on another. They all go and play a football game together. Come back and Stefan Gilmore test positive on Wednesday. And like the last shot is him like hugging Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, it's, we just don't know anything about this virus. And we've been saying that since a kicker. Like you don't, nobody knows entirely how it's transmitted. Nobody knows entirely. Um, you know, what the timeline is for positivity of test. And that's why with Bill's Titans, like, oh, cool. You're clean on Friday and Saturday. Well, what happens if 42 tests pop up on Sunday? Like you just don't know. And the same, you know, with Pat's Broncos, you know, if you're the Broncos, do you, do you really want it? Do you really want the Pats coming? You don't like, you just saw a case where they went one test, everybody clear. They play a team, come back and somebody tested positive. Now Vikings Titans played. Titans are loaded with positive tests. Vikings have no positive test. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Nobody knows. So I just, I, I guess I can see where the Patriots play this week, but I, it's, it's a tough spot. Yeah. Uh, you say nobody knows about this virus. It, it's, it's a process. We're learning more as we go. And right. the NFL kind of put this plan in place. I think not really knowing what they were doing for the most part. And they just kind of hoping for the best. And now that's, this is the reality we're living in. We have to kind of adapt on the fly. And they knew that was the case. If they, if they had a solid plan in place, a good plan B, you know, that, that's what would be enacted, but that's not what the case is. So we do know some stuff though. We know that the incubation period is longer than a couple of days. So just because you test spot, you uh, test negative, everybody tests negative for a few days doesn't mean that you don't have it in your system and you can't spread it. You know, we've seen, you know, three to seven days, it still popped up with people. So um, when you play these games, obviously you're, you're, you're putting, you know, seven games in between these football games. You really don't know what's going to happen. Everything's kind of a risk at this point. So we just kind of be as safe as we possible, possibly can. We'll see if the Pats have any more tests, but you know, it really does seem like a situation where we're going to start seeing a couple more tests crop up on Friday, Saturday, and they're going to have to delay the game, push it back, do something for it. Um, and I don't know, you know, I can't give you a pick in this game because it depends on who's playing quarterback. There was some some talk that uh, Cam might be able to play in this test. You know, maybe that they think that he's out of the the incubation period and out of the the contagious period. I don't know how that makes sense. If he doesn't play, who starts there? Because I don't think he can go back to Brian Hoyer. So I guess you're starting Jared Stidham. He didn't look great, but he had you know he did made a couple yeah, of plays. Yeah. But, uh, but so what do you do there? So it's just like a complete mess. Um, Broncos on the other side have Brett Rippon going against, uh, or maybe Drew Locke going against, uh, Pat's defense. So who knows? I think without Stefan Gilmore. Right. So I think you're probably playing the under in this game if, yeah. it, if it gets played. But, um, I, for, I think for picks pools, I would say to put in the Patriots because I think that the possible outcomes probably favor them and Belichick annihilates young quarterbacks 25 years or younger. And both Brett Rippon and Drew Locker, 25 years or younger, that's a tough spot. Even without Stephon Gilmore, they'll throw some stuff at him they've never seen. And I think you can see the Patriots up big and just pounding the ball with Damian Harris late and running away with this one. So that would be my take on it. And I don't think the Pats are panicking because they're they're two and two and the Bills are four now. The Bills have played nobody really. I mean, it's, it's, it hasn't been that tough of a schedule. They their toughest game was the Raiders, and the Raiders came to that game playing well, and they they handled them pretty well. I mean, it was a, it was a closer game than the scoreboard indicated. But uh, um, you know, the the Pats have gotten their games out of the way against the Seahawks. And the, if, uh, if the Bills had played the Pats schedule and the Pats had played the Bills schedule, 
Is it four and zero and two and two flipped right. around? Right, they're probably the you know the same reverse. So, exactly. so I don't think the the Pats are are you know um, panicking. I don't think the Bills are counting their chickens and saying we're going to win this division. It obviously looks great if you're a Bills fan. You're on the right track, but still a lot of season to go. So, um, yeah, the 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 Pats are really looking long term. I would think in this sense. All right, that's it. That's the show. Best bets. Let's recap really quickly. When we uh, we got to do our. Just going to tell everybody what your best bets are. Kenny's best bets, the Falcons, the Colts, the Cardinals, the Vikings, and the Saints. By the way, you can go to Instagram.com slash Pick6Pod, and we post all of these up there on one single post if you want to do them. Uh, Pete's best bets, the, oh, only took four, Pete. The Texans and Jags over. Oh, no, sorry, five. Texans and the Texans and the Texans and Jags over. The Steelers. I was wrong. He has six. The Chargers and the Chargers and Saints over. And... The Falcons. There were two from two games there. You'll forgive me. RJ has the Jacksonville Houston over Carolina, Cleveland, Arizona, Seattle, and a teaser with the Rams and the Saints. Um, my best bets. Why does my browser keep this computer? I wish we could talk to somebody at CBS and get me a new computer or any technology because my thing keeps everything I own keeps freezing up. Thanks for nothing. I got a Saints minus, I got a ton this week. Saints minus seven and a half. Panthers, give me the Texans and the Texans over. I will take the Seahawks. I will take the Colts. I'll take the Cowboys over, the Bengals plus 13, and the Chiefs and the Chiefs under. Oh my goodness, what could go wrong? That's the show. Thanks for listening. RJ is always a pleasure, buddy. Have you soon.